Hey guys, it's your pals. My name is George Boutsalis. And you know I'm Ricky. And this week, we had Will Nguyen on, a.k.a. Photo Will. Shout out to Photo Will. Shout out to Photo Will. Um, this man needs no introduction because I think everybody in the city of Toronto and probably Ontario and probably Canada for that matter knows who Photo Will is. But uh, for those who don't know, Will uh, used to be very involved in the Toronto nightlife industry. Uh, he's involved in the, in the music industry with a, with uh, his label and his management company. He's in the fashion industry with a couple stores. He, he, he like just an overall great guy, entrepreneurial entrepreneurial mindset, and has a lot of stuff, cool stuff going on. And also a great father. Um, yeah, this is a great episode, guys. A lot of fun, and we saw a different side of Will. So yeah, Rick. Definitely saw a different side of him, and that's, that's what we love doing. So I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor. Uh, the current pandemic has brought about many new challenges for business, but also presented new opportunities. Now more than ever, it is important for your business to be digital and kick with a kick-ass social media page and website. Our sponsor and friend, Anthony Mila at High Rise Market, specializes in helping you bring your business to life digitally and ensuring you can operate successfully no matter the challenges the world throws at us. So visit his website today at High Rise Market, which is MKT. Dot com. And my pal, what do we say? LFG. Let's go. All right, we ready? We're ready. We're rolling. Ready? We're rolling? Yeah. What are you, new? Will. Yo. <laughs> Welcome to the Pals Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate being here. Yeah, man. It's um, Hold, we, uh, is it too far? Yeah, there, yeah, yeah, there we go. Beautiful. So we were supposed to line this up, what, five months ago now? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the C word happened. Yeah. yeah. We never got to it, so I'm glad we finally got a chance to sit down and, and chat with you. No, I'm, I'm glad, man. It's uh, been a long time coming, so glad yeah. it's finally happening. Yeah. Good. Like yeah. good to have you on. Yeah, we'll, we'll get right into it, eh? Yeah, get right into it. We'll get right into it. I love how Rick's... We'll just get right into it. Yeah, just get right into it. Let's go. Well, you know, we're, we're going to touch on so many different topics, but I guess since we were chatting this pre, pre-recording, pre uh, the retirement. Yes, the retirement. Yeah. The legend. The, the, legend, the legend is retired. Of, the legend. <laughs> the legend has fallen. Yeah. Becoming a... Well, I guess you've been a dad for a while now, but now it's like family life, no more nightlife. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's been kind of like a long time coming, you know, like uh, obviously COVID, clubs closing, all that sort of stuff um, kind of just like put me into a different headspace, just kind of reset my whole like lifestyle, my whole mind space. And I just said, screw it, man. I mean, I've, I've drank like four times in the last like six months. How good does it feel? Man, like to not have to wake up like and hung be hungover over and try to make lunch for your kid and take your kid to school and... You know, it's a, it's a lot better. And then, like, I used to have to, like, you know, go to, like, uh, the school next to me, like, by my crib and just find a place to puke every night <laughs> you know, after the club. And You were probably making your kids breakfasts as you were like, getting in from the night. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, now it's like you're waking up with them, like, yeah, cutting yeah. the crusts off the sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like two hours of sleep to wake up, you know, and now it's like full sleep, rest. I'm up before they're up, you know, it's, it's different. Just the gym and just eating better. You know, it's good, man. Can't be mad. Do you uh, like? Do you miss any of it? Do you miss the, like socializing and seeing people? Are you do you, like any aspect of it that you miss, or is it kind of it's a you're in a place where you wanted to change and just like you know you kind of had enough of it? 
I think like for me, like I, I'm a person who enjoys like, you know, like uh, constant progression, constant change. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that like nightlife for me kind of like played its part in my life mm-hmm. and it's time to move on. Like, I mean, I personally, as much as people believe it or, or not, I actually don't even like drinking. I drink because well, that's you, you fooled a lot of people for, <laughs> for many years. I can tell you that. Uh, well, well, like I mean, you know how the game goes, man. I mean, when you have to like host that many, when you have to host that many you people, you lean back, you get comfortable. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah, when you have to like host that many people a night, like frequently, it's really hard to do it sober. You know, like I know there's there's certain people that like yeah, man, I could talk to you sober for hours, and there's other people like man, just give me another drink. Like I can't really deal yeah. with you right now. You know what I mean? Like and then like I got to do this for three four hours with like twenty different groups of people. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot like to to go through it sober. So I mean, I drink just to get drunk. I don't drink because I enjoy it. I drink to get there, like zero to a hundred, stay at a hundred, and mm-hmm. go home. You know what I mean? It's gonna be exhausting too. Like you've been doing it for such a long time and. I, listen, I'm sure it's some capacity. It's fun to go out and talk to people. It but is, like, yeah, yeah. It's got to get exhausting because, like, I mean, you know, everybody knows Photo Will in Toronto. So, like, you know, I'm sure it's not like you just get to go out and have a casual night. It's, yeah. hey, Will, I'm coming. Can you get me in? Hey, yeah, Will, yeah, yeah. Can this? I'm sure that's got to yeah, be like, Yeah, I mean, right. yeah, nightlife for me is it's kind of like um, the way that I kind of saw it, it was like, it was like I was being, like, I was on, like, a weekly tour. You know what I mean? Like, people were coming for a show, for a performance. They had, like, you know particular expectations of what the night was supposed to be like people would hit me up and say you know i'm coming from like london england you know just to party with you like is it gonna be like that tonight and and i'd be like oh <laughs> man like, like i was really gonna take a chill night but i guess not now you know yeah i can imagine yeah so i mean sometimes it's, it's a lot you know but like i feel like i've always treated like lost or wherever i was like like a house party where they're in my house they're my guests and i had a responsibility to to give them what they needed what they came for you know so i took that really seriously which yeah. you know obviously became very exhausting and tiring yeah. with alcohol well yeah and you guys created this what turned out to be probably the biggest party in toronto lost mondays lost in the wilderness yeah yeah arguably i think anybody who's in anybody in the hip hop industries or not even just hip hop in in Toronto yeah, nightlife, I think anybody but in general, because there's so many celebs and amazing people that came through just for Lost and Found Mondays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think about the weekend had a shout out in this. So then, like, I swear, like Kanye West. I mean, I, I just from what I've seen, I met even I met some people on Mondays, and I rarely went on Mondays. But I would see pictures on like a Tuesday morning, like Kanye was there, Bieber was there, Drake was there, Future. I, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. like Travis Scott. I, I just like I'm sure you can name a bunch more, but like yeah, that yeah. party was like. I'm not a Monday person. If I go out Monday, I'm Tuesday's not. I'm not going to work 100. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to work the rest of the week. Yeah, yeah, the rest yeah. of the week I'm off. But I mean, that party was pretty legendary. So I mean, you know, you probably get caught up in it too. And yeah, you yeah. get there and it's like go, go, go. Nah, don't get me wrong, man. Like I mean, as much as I'm like saying like I'm happy to kind of be out of it, like it was very like a special time. You know what I mean? Like for you know, not only was it like strange and odd that it was on a Monday night, but it was kind of uh, existing in a time where Toronto really needed like this, you know, almost like, um, uh, I can't think of the word here, but like almost like a landmark party, yeah. you know what I mean? Or a flagship party yeah, for the city, like you know, a like, staple. yeah, people would come to Toronto specifically like, yo, I'm going to be there Monday. Like my, my flight out is on Tuesday, you know what I mean? Like, but like they would come Friday, stay till Tuesday, you know what I mean? And they always made sure. So, I mean, I'm just glad that, you know, you know, shout out to Mickey too, but like, you know, I'm glad that. Shout out Mickey. Shout out, big shout out to Mickey. You know he's listening to this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mickey doesn't listen to any episode. Mickey doesn't like, listen to this one. And if he doesn't, jeez. Pooplin <laughs> listens too, actually. Pooplin yeah. listens. Shout out Pooplin. Shout out Pooplin. Oh, hey, yeah, our boy. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he's a legend. You imagine just like a rant. Oh, he's if I, tell, I, I should tell you what he told me today. Sorry to, no, we'll it's get all back good. to you. While you're telling the story, I'm going to fix the mic. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Georgie, he messaged me today. <laughs> out of nowhere, he messaged me and he goes, 
So George is Greek, eh? <laughs> I guess he's he was creeping something. It was so I couldn't stop laughing though. I was dying. It was out of nowhere. It's like, yo, George is so Greek, eh? I was like, I know he is. He's the best. So I, don't, I don't know what that means, but I'm just gonna giggle too. Yeah, I don't understand either. Like, I, I mean, I he knows know. I'm Greek, but the best is that like we had our our buddy. You know Mike Durkle, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on a podcast. He posted the episode like I don't know a while ago. Poopin random on the weekend. This is the heaviest episode. <laughs> like, honestly, Poopin, shut up, Poopin. I hope you listen. But well, so going back, how did you guys come up with you know Lost and Found Mondays or Lost in the Wilderness? Were you guys just sitting there thinking, okay, Fridays? Because to, to be honest, the Mondays was bigger than the Fridays or Saturdays. I think you guys try, we tried For the sure Thursdays too. Bigger. So like, yeah, I mean, how it all came about was like, I mean, I was never really a promoter to to begin with, right? Me and Mickey, like, uh, we were working together because I used to shoot for him back in the day. And then I kind of retired. I was, like, you know, um, throwing a whole bunch of parties on Queen Street, you know, between, like, you know, the tattoo shops I was working at, um, Get Fresh Company, and, like, there's Ephes and Frank. And we were just kind of doing, like, these monthly, like, block parties. And I guess Mickey was just like, yo, like, I got, you know, lost opening up. I need kind of, like, a new kind of flavor to it you know what i'm saying like i don't want just like the regular king street crowd you know what i mean like let's just bring like a little bit of like community and like lifestyle to it so that that's kind of how it all came together then like you know we built the monday the monday works because it's like a lot of people in the industry as we all know like they work the weekends you know what i'm saying so monday is kind of like the day that they're all off now i mean anyone who works at monday is pretty stuck working but i mean <laughs> uh, but I mean, for the most part, it's like that's why it worked out so well because everyone was off Monday, so that was kind of like their let loose night. Yeah, you know. So, and it's it's gotta be tough too. Like you know, when you're, f I've never worked in the nightlife industry per se. Like again, DJ back in the day, but it was a little different. Like I guess when you're working too, and like you know, a lot of people who work at the Lost or the, any of the like the big clubs too, whatever it is downtown. You're, a lot of your friends are coming out on this Friday and Saturday. So exactly. you, like, even though you're around them, you're working, you're not enjoying mm -hmm. it. So like exactly. that Monday night's probably that time where they're like, okay, my weekend's over. I made my tips. I had my fun. I worked. Yeah, yeah. Let's, go, spend them all. Yeah, let's go off. <laughs> and like Mondays, when I went a couple times, man, like people party. I, I, I mean, we went on Saturdays pretty often to Lost and like I thought the Saturdays were crazy. But then like when I go a couple times on a Monday and I see people like, like, like just really having fun, but like just like the amount of booze that bottles coming. I was like, man, like, Nobody works in this city? Like, it's yeah. crazy. But you know what, man? Sh like, shout out to you guys for that party. I mean, the couple times that I did go, it was like, it's insane. I think one time I was there, I think it was a Monday. I was sitting in the club. We were sitting in the second last booth on like the wall with the mural. Yeah, yeah. Second last one. And the one next to us was like, had a little rope next to us. I'm like, ask Mickey. I was like, who's here? He's like, don't worry, someone's coming. And <laughs> Classic Mickey. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, don't, don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry. And we're sitting there. And then at one point, some guy comes in, like he's blocked by his bouncers, and I look over, and I was like, yo, guys, I think that's Mike Tyson. Yeah. And I look over again, and he's just sitting, this is a couple of years ago, so he was not jacked like he's now. He's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Like, a little thick. Looked washed up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And he's just sitting there like this. Yeah, tell him that now, buddy. No, yeah. I was, I was, yo, he's like one of like my, like, if I could hang out with any pro athlete, he's one of them for sure. He's just sitting there like this. And I remember Mickey told me that he said that he said he was hungry, so they ordered Chinese food for him in the club. So he, he ate and did. I, I just remember seeing him eat Chinese food next. Time. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, well, anyway. Will, out of all the the people you've entertained there, who's uh, I guess some of the most memorable ones? Who? Oh, man, that, that grammar was terrible. Holy crap! I'm sorry, guys. Um, that, man? <laughs> who's? I mean, it's hard to say because I'm I'm always drunk. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of like it's like oh, you know. But I mean. I think like one person that I've really always enjoyed there was, has been Travis Scott. You know, even like the first time we ever had him there, like we had Travis like when he was like first, first, first coming up when like, 
you know, it was very like affordable to book them. You know what I mean? Like, um, and he but, was playing shows at like probably like Phoenix Concert Theater. Yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. Like small. That, and this was like you know when he was just kind of like letting loose all the time, and he was coming in like spring, like alcohol everywhere, hanging from the rafters. You know, like, and like that to me was like that energy that he came in. You know, that night, like it was just like that like changed like how Lost like was after that. You know. Yeah. But then he kept on coming back over and over again. Like I think Travis probably been there like six, seven times since, wow. or probably more. You know what I mean? Sometimes like we don't even book him. Like he just comes through. He just comes you know? roll through. Yeah, really. you know, like he knows what it is. You know, like when he comes through. So, but I think that of all the people, like he's probably really cool. Um, and I think like I've also like really enjoyed like when Virgil comes, um, just because I really appreciate his sets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone else is just like they're always just like you know getting trash and stuff too. Like a lot of other like artists are really fun too, but I think those two really stand out. That's got to be really cool, and also like. You know, it's got to feel pretty like gratifying for like you, Mickey. I mean, everyone else involved that lost as well. And obviously, shout out to everybody. We've had our nights there and everyone yeah. there. Thanks for putting up with us. Um, <laughs> but it's got to be gratifying. Like you said, like, you know, when you're saying you have to book Travis and all that stuff, but then he just kept showing up. Like, that's got to feel pretty good to know that, like, you know, when you're throwing a party, the, the purpose of a party is to like make people like, you know, kind of not lose themselves, but just kind of like forget all their problems, come to a party and just feel good and have that's fun. That's what it is, yeah. So the, the fact that somebody like who's at the top of the probably the rap world, entertainment, whatever you want to call it, just shows up because he knows it's the sickest, one of the best parties to go to. Yeah. Like, that's got to feel pretty good to know that you have some, some impact on that and you've curated something that he wants to be a part of. Yeah. Well, him or any celebrity that's been there, but that's got to be pretty no, cool. No, no, right? I mean, it's like, you know... I, I don't always get the chance to kind of like sit back and just reflect on it. But sometimes when you do, it's pretty crazy. Like to, to even be able to say it, like, you know, like sometimes when you're talking to like your colleagues, you know, like, it's just like, Oh yeah. You know, whoever, whoever came by, like, and it's just regular to us, mm-hmm. you know, but sometimes like, when you're like talking to your family or like people who aren't a part of the industry and you tell them like, yeah, like they ask like, you know, who's been there, you know, who have you hosted? And I tell them like, that's kind of crazy that I'm like listing all these names, you know, like you don't like kind of grow up and think that this is kind of like, you know, who like your circle or, or the people you hang out become, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, more times it's very surreal when you take a step back and you look at your life and how this kind of panned out. Yeah. I mean, she's kind of grateful for it, right? Like, yeah, I mean, no, for sure. Like, like, we joke here, like, you know, you're always drinking. And I mean, even like we, I think for two years straight, we were at, when we were, you know, 2015 to 2017, we were at like Lost and Found, I think every, every Saturday. Saturday yeah. I think the only times I missed it was when I was out of the country for yeah, some yeah, reason. Yeah. And like... I would always like, you know, you never really appreciate the time and I didn't have any involvement. I just like going because I like supporting like, you know, Mickey and you guys and all that. But it's also a, an amazing place considering that like the size of it on yeah. a square foot basis of any other club. It's probably one of the smallest clubs in Toronto. Yeah. And every but night you'd be there, you'd either bump into someone like Ricky always tells a story about how he met Lewis Hamilton, didn't even know it was Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> met, I met Justin Verlander, Kate Upton one night, like Mike Tyson. I mean, all the other Toronto celebrities who come out and just like everyone's had a good time. It's not like, you know, the, when the celebrities come, it's not pretentious. They're all pretty friendly, and it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's really cool. But you don't really realize it in the moment. Yeah, and I think like a part of like the mystique or the magic of that place is like it's small, it's intimate. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of dark, so you have like your privacy still. Mm-hmm. You know, there isn't like lights flashing on you and like you seeing unless the bottles. Come yeah, out. I was just gonna say yeah, yeah. unless the bottles, <laughs> the bottles come out. <laughs> then you know? like, well, you did that yeah, to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, you did that to yourself. You know what I'm saying? You knew what you were doing. Unless Mickey's bringing in like 20 pizzas from Moretti, and then everyone's going nuts. <laughs> But like, yeah. you know, honestly, like, yeah, that place is, uh, when you actually start to think about it, it's because to your point, like whenever we go, we're always drinking. So you just like, you don't pay attention and like, yeah. you know, anyways, it's, it's, yeah, that place is crazy. Yeah, it's no, crazy. I mean, I, I definitely do miss it. You know, like I think that like COVID has actually, you know, like obviously changed our, yeah, changed our partying habits, you know, and like the way that we socialize and the way that we, we, we get together. Like I do miss seeing people. 
certain people, certain people I could definitely people like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> you're out of my life now. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, the, yo, Good I'm riddance. outside, bro. Like, you know, there's 15 of us, you know, you got to let us in, you know, like. We'll get one bottle. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, shit, yeah, yeah, I'll deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me get to it. Yeah, but. But, you know, like, I guess to kind of jump a little bit is that the one I, with you, you've always, like, uh, from what I know, at least, you always, you haven't, it's. Sorry, the nightlife hasn't always been like your one thing. Like you made points about here in the tattoo space. You also like in the, in the clothing space and all that stuff or in fashion. Music, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, music. Like you seem like for as long as I've kind of crossed paths with you and known you, I've never been like, oh, Will's like the club guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've had a lot of other things going on. So like have now that you've stopped with that nightlife, have you taken all that time? Has that become like more downtime for you or have you just taken that time and put it towards your other things that you, you work on? Like how have you taken that free time that you have now from the nightlife scene? Yeah, I mean... For the most part, like, if, if I had left nightlife, like, in another time, then, yes, I think that there would be more time to focus on all these other things that I'm working on, like, you know, uh, the clothing, uh, music, um, you know, marketing, tattoos, all that sort of stuff. But, you know, being that this is, like, a pandemic, you know, there's only so much you can do. Because even, like, you know, with my artists, it's like, well, we can't do concerts. We can't do events. You know what I mean? Like, there's only so much you can do to kind of activate, you know. Then there's like, you know, um, a lot of like, a lot of things that I do like uh, revolve around like. Um, uh, social interaction. Yeah, yeah, social interaction. Sorry, yeah. And to not be able to do that kind of still takes away. Like, mm -hmm. I just, I just kind of wanted to be able to not have to like party because I had to, but party because I actually enjoy it and I want to. Because I mean, like, just like anything, no matter how much you enjoy something, if you do too much of it, it becomes a bit of a chore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like, you know, like I like have like family get togethers and I would never want to drink. And they're just like, you know, why? And I'm like, because I drink for a living. Like, I don't I don't want to do it again tonight, you know. Yeah. So I think like, you know, with the pandemic, you know, and no club life, I've just kind of focused on family. I've just been with the kids. I've just been focusing on my health. I've been working out like every day. You know what I mean? Like I gained, a, you know, a, a sufficient amount of weight during the lockdown. Sufficient. That's what I started telling That's you. That's what I gained, man. I gained some, how much weight you gain? A sufficient amount. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. You know, so it's like, I'm just, I was just tired of just like looking like, you know, like I remember like, you know, we were on tour one time and someone was like, okay, you're the artist, uh, you're probably the artist too, and you're definitely the manager. And I'm like, why am I the manager? And they're like, you just look like a manager. I'm like, but why? Like, why can't I be the artist? You know, why, why did I have to look like, a, like, like the manager? And I was like, shit, man, I don't want to look like a manager. You know what I mean? like, whatever that means, you know? So I was like, shit, I'm hitting the gym, man. I'm tired of this. So, <laughs> so, that's a great yeah. story. Because you know what? I get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you think about like loud, loud luxury and then you got Adrian. Like Adrian, <laughs> Adrian looks like the manager. No disrespect, Adrian. Yo, I love Adrian. Boy. Shout out Adrian too. <laughs> Shout out Adrian. But yo, he lost a lot of weight too. Him yeah, and he Speeds did. He did. like during lockdown, they uh, they went on a serious diet too. So shout out them. Yeah. They might not. They might listen to this episode just because yeah, they yeah. know you. Yeah. But uh, if not, I'm gonna I'm gonna record this and send this to them too. <laughs> so what's been kind of your go-to then? So now that you're like you know the the last couple months you've been getting healthy, working out. Is it home workouts? Are you a runner? Do you like just go walk, yoga? Like what's Honestly, man. It's a just, massive shout out coming up right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like I've just been at F45 like six, seven days a week, bro. Really? So, like, which location? Let's give him a shout out. <laughs> F45 in Stockyards. 
At 45 stockyards, <laughs> massive plug here. Wait, why why stockyards? You live, I mean, not I mean, I, I don't live there. Yeah, yeah. There's like a bunch around here. No, it's like uh, I drop my kids off to uh, their grandparents, and they oh, like live okay. like right there. So I literally drop them off and just like literally go across the street and yeah, just like work perfect. out. Perfect. Is but, it uh, and how's it been? Is that location is it busy? Is it like it's good? How's the class been? <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, like it's I feel like it's me and like a bunch of like a. Uh, like a stay-at-home moms or like <laughs> or like housewives. It's just like it's literally me and like 30, 40 year old women. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> and well, I'm always like, I mean, I'm, I'm not mad at it. You know what I mean? But like, it's Your like, I mean, I'm, I'm also super focused when I'm working, so I don't really pay attention to anyone who's like who's there. But yeah. it's just really funny because it's like. Um, you know, when I used to go to the gym, I'd be like, oh, look at this guy over here grunting. He's like, oh, oh, you know, just like, you know, yelling and stuff. And now I'm the guy like in the gym, but I'm like the only guy in the gym doing it. So now I'm just like, I'm just wondering if these ladies are like, who's this guy like over here just like grunting and groaning? Like no one else is, you know? Yeah, and I work yeah, yeah. out in a hoodie too with the hood on just so I can like sweat extra, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So they just they think I'm like super intense in the corner, just yeah. like dropping like weights and just grunting the whole time. <laughs> So, what's your go-to music when you work out? I guess it's a standard F45 well, playlist. Play, but yeah, when yeah. When you're when you're not there, what music do you listen to? The reason I ask because the last guy, one of the, our last guests, when I work out or yeah. just like when you regularly. work out when you work out. Usually, what? I don't listen to music when I work out. No, no, really? I just like no. I'm. I'm usually like in like this like very zen space. You know, when I'm working out, I'm just like thinking. I'm like meditating while okay. working out. Wow. Yeah, the reason I ask, and I'm gonna start asking more people this because one of our guests, Jesse Dumphy, he's uh, so he does personal training also, but he listens to opera. Oh, when word. he works out, and we're like, really? Yeah, but Charlie, I mean, usually, like, often I'll listen to like a lot of like ambient music, like you know, like on like, like music. calm, yeah, like, like, calm like my playlist space. is like pure ambient. That's what it's called. You know what I mean? It's pure ambient, and then I listen to like just like a lot of like you know. Hans Zimmer type ish, you know what I mean? But big like, scores, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. A lot of like building and climbing. Stuff yes, like yes, that. yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, like yeah. that's like my thing, you know. Like, and then I listen to like a lot of like indie. Yeah. like folk like type things i don't really listen to hip-hop as much you know or really? r&b you know actually is it because well is it because you said it was like because you just got tired of hearing it in the clubs all the time? i mean i think is it's it? that too i think it's that too and i think that like you, i gotta be looking at a certain energy to listen to that yeah you know what i'm saying like but usually i just like i feel like i just need to cool out and calm and like think yeah you know what i mean like because other stuff like it's, it's just it's too much for me like to, to deal with sometimes yeah, you're always on are you a yeah, very like yeah. introspective person like, do you like to like sit? Like, are you able to sit and just reflect? Do you think a lot? Are you in your head a lot, or just like? Yeah, I think I, I think I do. You know, I think I do. I. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> well, because, no, because I'm asking because like you know you, people see you out, they see the side yeah. of you that's like. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's true. Hanging, hanging from the rafters, like. Sure. But I mean, off. like you know, you say like you work out and you're calm and you listen to this kind of music. So I was just wondering, like, if you know, if maybe there's another side that yeah, most I'm, people don't see in the light and then when you're out, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's really strange that you bring that up too, or not not strange, but it's funny that you bring that up because it's like when people used to see me during the day, they're like, oh my god, it's so weird to see you without a bottle of vodka in your hand. You know what I mean? Or it's so weird to see you sober and not slurring. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like then you have a conversation with me. I'm not saying like I'm a genius by any means, but it's like it's probably a lot more. There's more than just, you know, hip hop bottle shots. And yeah, because yeah, at the club, rappers. it's like, you know, it's been eight minutes, time to take a shot. You know what I mean? And <laughs> that's pretty much it. And, you know, vodka or tequila, you know, and, and that's yeah, as yeah. far as our conversations go. Yeah. You know, but. Okay. <laughs> I kind of get that vibe. That's no, why no. I was wondering. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, yeah. We were talking about music music earlier. And obviously, um, we know you're big in the music industry. And you started, I guess, a management company called F22, right? Yeah, yeah. So tell us about that. How did it start? So I think you do it with your boy Derek, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, Derek and I we started like managing uh, an artist a while ago. 
Um, but our roster currently is now um, Always Never and Arya Olsen. Always Never has been around for a little bit. They're kind of like, um, for lack of better terms, like it's kind of like R&B, but alternative-ish, you know, uh, very moody. And then Arya, she's brand new. She's um, more like indie, pop, folkish type vibes. Okay. But I mean, it's been like three years for us now, a little more of that, uh, more than that. Um, never really kind of imagined myself in music, you know, but going through it, you just kind of realize like how many things um, <clears throat> that you do on a regular basis apply to the music world. You know what I mean? Like fashion applies to music, you know what I mean? Like marketing, mm -hmm. nightlife, you know what I mean? Like having like nightlife there for me, like during like, you know, uh, while while doing music has allowed me to kind of build so many more relationships yeah your network is growing yeah yeah and that's the thing about like nightlife you know what i mean like the beauty of it is like as much as that as it is like drinking partying and you know being degenerate you know it's also like it, it's like it breaks down like the formality of your relationships you know what i mean you might have like these you know really like uptight board meetings or conference calls during the day then you go out at night and you guys have a drink and talk about all sorts of random ish and before you know it you guys are like best friends yeah you know what i mean and and i think like that's kind of like you know, an important element in like, you know, um, relationship building. Well, and the one thing that you were always really good at is making people feel very comfortable with you. Like you, first time we met, I, I don't even think we really met. It was my birthday, 2014 or 15. And oh, yeah. Mickey's like, Rick, have you met Will? And like, I knew who you were. And I was like, I don't think we've ever met, but Ricky, what's up? He's like, all right, Ricky, I heard it's your birthday. Like, let's go. And then <laughs> next thing you know, every time we see each other, we're best friends. So it's like, you're very inviting. You make people feel very comfortable around you. And because of that, I'm sure you've got this massive network that has allowed you to do so many other things in life and music and nightlife go hand in hand. There's yeah, no questions sure. about that. So, so, so many people that were in the nightlife industry are in the music industry and vice versa. Yeah. So I'm sure that's opened so many doors for not only yourself, but some of your artists that you work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Like, um, it helps, right? Cause like you, you move and shake, you know, differently knowing how nightlife works, right? Nightlife is obviously such a big part of the industry, you know? So, I mean, I'll tell you, like, you know, Mickey definitely played a big part in, like, my evolution, you know what I'm saying? So, like, um, without some of the opportunities he's brought to me and the things that we've done together, I don't even know, like, how a lot of this would have panned out, you know? So, yeah. once again, shout out to Mickey. Yeah, big shout out <laughs> to Mickey. Made, yeah. Let's see if he made it this far. If he knows <laughs> yeah, let's see, yeah. So he's got two shout outs so yeah. far. We'll see if he when, he, when he listens, I'm going to be like, oh, he's like, oh, thanks for the shout out. Like, which one? <laughs> <laughs> well, you said, like, you didn't anticipate getting into the, into the music space, but... Um, and you know, so a lot of the stuff is transferable. What's a lot of the stuff you've learned has been transferable, and stuff you learned in the nightlife industry. What's been the biggest surprise in in the music space for you? Like something that you didn't anticipate would happen? Something you learned? Something you've enjoyed? Whatever? Like, um, I'm sure you didn't think you were going to be working with a pop folk band. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I didn't expect it. But when I think about it, kind of yeah, because I like if you look at like a lot of like my playlists, it's just all that sort of music. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, but uh, you're asking like what I didn't expect? Yeah, like what's something that kind of surprised you about that about that industry? I think that what I was surprised by is like how many conversations you may have, you know, with like labels and you know, like people that like sometimes like really don't go as far as like you might think they do. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people like to just like check the temperature. You know what I mean? And like kind of like seek intel. You know, and 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 do that and you kind of realize that like the industry is built in a way where it's not always as favorable favorable to you as you once thought it was. You know what I mean? Like I believe in like the independence of artists, like especially now knowing 
what I know and uh, achieving what we've achieved. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, there was a lot of things that we were like, yo, you know, like we got to get signed because if not, we can't do these things. But if you have a solid team and you have like, you know, the proper vision and you guys are all working in sync and you have like um, just a crew that really cares about each other, you know what I mean? Um, you actually go a lot further than like sometimes just signing up to work with people who just get paid to do something over and over again without any care whether you succeed or not as long as they're getting paid off you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that's what it is, is that like, you know, all these like big giant companies that you once admired, you kind of realize that like you're not really all that and that the people around you could be just as good or, or better. You know what I mean? And for me, like I think that what I've come to realize too is that like, you know, leading a lot of this, I have uh, the power to kind of like, um, the power to empower other people. You know what I mean? And because the industry like has so much potential opportunity, you know, if I play my cards right and everyone plays theirs right, you know, like we can go really far together, you know, and not necessarily have to rely on anyone. And I think like that's kind of like, you know, just being able to look at myself and my team and know that we can do this on our own. Like I never really thought that we could do that until this happened. That's really interesting. And that, and that's honestly, like, it's, it's really cool. I, I uh, definitely something I would not anticipate too because you always think like seeing from the outside you think like you know you need a big label or you need yeah. to be signed to something to get a little hype and then then they know who you are yeah then you hear but, all the horror stories of everything that happens to people you know what I mean and you're like oh really and then you see it like you know in front of your eyes and you're like okay cool let's just screw all that noise you know like let's just do this ourselves yeah. and you know keep the bread in the house and I guess too to that point like with with the advancement of, well I mean with just in general how much information is out there and how many resources that you're at fingertips from the internet but also how big streaming is getting how big like you know people are becoming famous off SoundCloud and all these different social media all these different yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah social media I mean fuck TikTok everything like I guess it makes uh, to that point I guess it would make sense like you know the team around you has like you guys have the tools now that you know, maybe you're not going to jump to the Billboard 100 on a record, but like you can get people to hear your music based on all these mediums. And, you know, you don't have to go to a label and follow just what their vision is. Yeah. You control your own destiny kind of, I guess, yeah. is what you're. Yeah. As long as I think like, you know, you have like a, a pretty well thought out plan and you trust each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, like, you know, you might get signed to a deal and they'll be like, all right, cool. Well, we got a marketing company downstairs. You know what I mean? And we got like a PR company and we got a distro company and this, all that, you know, all these things that they want. But then, but we got to take 85% of your earnings. You know what I mean? Um, and then we're going to bill you for all these crazy things. And then you're like, so that marketing company downstairs, you just Google it, hire them yourself, pay them yourself and not have to give up 85%, not have to pay all these crazy rates for them. You don't, you're not paying the corporate rate, you're paying the independent rate. You know what I'm saying? Like this PR company, this digital company, you can just find out who this label uses, just hire them yourself and do it. It's the same thing. They'll probably care about you more than they care about doing it for the label. Because for the label, it's just like, it's just another you're, you're another cookie cutter. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But like, it's like, okay, like, you know, this these guys, like I believe in them, that's why I'm going to work with them, you know, and there's like there's just like different ways of getting through the game without having to fully commit to it now don't get me wrong like the label's still important you know for a lot of things and i think it comes down to the person that like you know really co-signs you at the label if they're going to really look after you or not you know what i mean because really and truly it doesn't matter where you get signed it matters who's yeah who's signing you. yeah yeah like, like who's the guy or who's, who's the girl like your, who's gonna who's be a person in this basically exactly like, like, like the, they got a champion watch you. out for your for your best interest yeah you know what i'm saying because then like because like for example, like labels like like sign like I don't know, hundreds of like artists a year. You know what I'm saying? But they really just need one person to make it, and then that one person will 
bankrolls everybody. Yeah, exactly. All the other losses don't matter. It's like Bieber drops an album and everyone else flopping the label. That's okay. Bieber fix it. Same all. as with like with like tech companies and they invest. Yeah. Like they they want to hit. They got to hit two of Just, every hundred, yeah. if that, and that two outweighs the inve- like what they lost yeah, the yeah. bottom ones. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to ask. You find that there's a lot of en- empty promises in the music industry. Like you always hear these horror stories where people sign to labels and it's they yeah, well, sign their lives away. Yeah, you know, like or we a, got, we'll do an album for you now. Yeah. The next album and like it's because well, like I, I feel like there's a lot of it now, but like may, I, maybe I'm wrong. But Taylor Swift, like there's all the beef with her when she was young. She signed away basically all of her masters, and now she's yeah. trying to fight again. And I don't follow it too much, but I don't know. But do you find that there's a lot of empty promises, or do you find that when you meet the right people that they stick to their word and and the people are generally good in the music industry. Yeah, I mean, genuinely, like, I mean, I've met, like, a handful of really good people, you know what I'm saying? And, like, people that really cared for us, really looked out and made sure that we were always, like, you know, fighting with their, like, own company to make sure that we were getting what we needed, you know what I'm saying? If that was a part of their, like, trick or not, I, like, you know, possible, but uh, with these certain people, I, I don't think so. But, I mean, a lot of times, of course, right? Like, it's, like, a, it's, it's how the game goes, you know? It's, you know, like, they're, they're finessing young, talented artists who are usually inexperienced, don't know like what their worth or value is, don't understand what their long term is. You know what I mean? And they don't have the money to bankroll an, an album. Exactly. And it's just like, you know, some of these advances, they're just crazy. You know, like the, the amount that you have to pay back or like the rules that they put on you. Because it's like, you know, say you sign an album and then you submit the album. They're like, mm, I don't really like this album. You know what I mean? Like, go do it again. You know what I mean? And then like you do it again. I still don't like it. Go do it again. Meanwhile, you've spent like three months of your life. Or like or years. Yeah. Or years, you know what I'm saying? And like before you know it, like you still got like four more albums to drop. You can't even drop the first one. And then like, you know, you happen to, it's finally ready. But then like, I don't know, like someone really big on your label has to drop. So you have like your, all your dates moved. Before you know it, like you're, it's been like Jeez. two years, three years. And you still got however many projects to do. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a lot, oh, right? Man. And like the, the, the amount of like uh, levels that like, um, of approval that things have to go through is, is kind of crazy, right? Like, or as if you're independent, you can do it on your own. Yeah, it, you know, like you have creative control. You have, you know, you decide in your schedule how things are done, who's on board. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's all up to you. But <clears throat> having power doesn't always mean like it's it's a good thing, right? Like some people have power, just don't know what to do with it. You know, they might have the money, they might have a team, but the team doesn't necessarily know what to do. So. In that scenario, you know what I mean? If, if your team doesn't have vision or experience or like, you know, uh, a proper strategy, then you're better off having consultants or like maybe being with the label or another management company to kind of guide you, you know, but you, you kind of run it like how like, you know, LeBron ran it, you know what I mean? Like you have like, you know, all these people in place, have your guys around, learn the roles and then you let them all go off and you put your guys in place and now they've learned how, how things are done. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then that's how you, you, you keep your people fed. Do you, and then what's your approach to this when you, like, when it comes to being, you know, taking the independent route, let's say, and, you know, you say you trust in your team and, like, you feel like you have a good team around you. When it comes to your your artist, is it you and your partner saying, like, coming up with the main strategy? Do you sit down as a team even with the artist, say, like, what do you guys think? Or do you, do they kind of just trust in you that you two have been through this and you guys sit in a room and say, okay, we're going to, we're going to release this song or we're going to do this, you know, this press or we're going to do this thing. Like, yeah. how do you, what's your approach to that? How do you come up with these the strategies? I mean, for the most part, Derek and I, like, you know, we shout out Derek. Yeah. Shout out Derek. You man. better be listening. <laughs> you better be listening. Yeah. So, I mean, Derek, for, Derek and I, for the most part, uh, we kind of like have a general idea of like how things are to plan out how to be. And then, but we never try to like make the entire plan on our own. You know, like, 
it's important always that like whomever that it is that you're working with, whether it's an artist or another company or whomever, that they feel equally satisfied with the plan. You know what I mean? Because once they're invested into it, they're going to treat it differently. They're going to respect the plan differently. Treat so, it like their own, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't want it to be like a thing where it's like, oh, like, I'm your manager, do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, it always has to be a collaborative thing where, like, you know, you're happy with what's happening and then like, you don't, at the end of the uh, of, of, of whatever it is we're working on, you're not like, yo, like, I hated this. Like, uh, you know, like, this sucks. Mm-hmm. And then I don't want to be like, well, you didn't say anything about it, you know? And, or like, oh, well, I planned this, so you had to do it type thing. So to me, it's, it's always important to collaborate, put minds together, you know what I mean, and come up with the best project, uh, product for all sides where everyone's equally happy to push it and, and, and move forward with it. So, okay. yeah. That seems like it's a good approach because then everyone feels like they have a say as well and you're kind of empowering them exactly. too. Exactly. I'm assuming, I don't, I don't know, but assuming when it comes to like, again, bigger labels, they have like their agenda, they know their, their structure and things that have worked you know, and made people very, very, very rich. But I'm assuming that, and you can speak more to this, that it's like, this is typically the structure. This is what you do. And the artist might say, I don't like that or I don't want to do that. But they say, listen, it's worked. We have to do it. And maybe it does work for them, but they don't feel as involved. So I'm guessing this way, like even the artist is more appreciated. They feel like they have the more, like more input yeah. in their kind of, they, they can kind of have input into their destiny, if you will. Yeah. I mean, like something that like, uh, I think Derek and I like, um, I guess some people might have like seen as a bit of a flaw, but something that worked in our favor greatly was the fact that we weren't kind of like um, educated in in the you know regular way that like other music execs might have mm-hmm. been educated in. You know, like they might have gone to school or taken certain courses or like been around certain people to learn certain ways. But Derek and I really had like not much like to to work off of. Not formal, like formal training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never had no formal training. And like for School us... School hard knocks. Yeah, so for us, it was just always like, all right, cool. This is what we want to achieve, but how do we get there? So we would always just kind of work back. So in order to get this, we'd have to have that. But in order to have that, we'd have to do this. And then we go all the way back to where we were, and we would always do that. So a lot of the things that we would do, like, you know, when we were in like label meetings and stuff, they would always be like, yo, you guys are like super unorthodox in the way that you guys operate. <laughs> and it, they're just like, how did you come up with this plan? We're just like, I don't know. Like, we just know we want to get here. And, but we don't know how you get there. We just have to kind of figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I guess like when you're, when you don't know what to do, it kind of forces you to be creative and a little bit more resilient in, in, in a way. You know what I mean? So um, in, in that sense, like Derek and I like have been, relatively successful you know what i mean um with just being you know i just have a question on that do you do you think that that is a benefit because not to say you're naive but because you're more naive to the traditional ways let's say something might go wrong because you don't like you don't know if it's going wrong yeah you're kind of like okay this is our plan it's gonna work or do you think it's a little worse because you're do you always kind of question is this the right path because it's more unorthodox does that make sense like you're asking, like, uh, like when things go wrong, do I like question? Is my it method? more? Yeah, is it more like, oh, this is going wrong. I should know better, or is it like it's going wrong, but I do I know if it's wrong? I mean, uh, we usually sense when things are wrong, and we we were like really quick to kind of like maneuver. Um, but at the end of the day, too, you know, like Derek and I don't think that because we know nothing that we know everything. You know, as strange as that yeah, sounds, yeah. you know, like we still have like a lot of peers that like you know we'll sit down with and have coffee or tea with, you know, and just like have like deep, deep conversations and learn about the industry and how things work. You know what I mean? So, um, although like we don't have any formal training, we have a lot of conversations, you know, mm-hmm. from like other people that have guided us along the way too. So it's not entirely just our gut feeling. You know, it's it's um 
a combination of everyone's yeah. teachings. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah it makes well, sense. The, the fact that you guys don't have that orthodox, oh, sorry, that formal training allows you to think outside the box. A lot of orthodox yeah. was the right word. Yeah, yeah. was it? Okay, orthodox. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, right it's, it allows you to have a more creative approach to things. So yeah. It's not like okay, we need to get there, so we're gonna do A, B, C, D. That's gonna take us to E. It's like okay, we want to get yeah. to E, so we're gonna throw an F, B, Z three six whatever yeah. right it it's got true. to a point where like where like we would go to like label meetings and they were asking us so many questions that like we realized that like they weren't just asking to ask they were asking to find out what our brains were how our brains were working so then it came to a point where like me and Derek would go to meetings it was like yeah you know we got a plan you watch the office yeah yeah we give so many offers office references the same it's thing. like when uh, david wallace invites michael to um new michael york. scott to the uh to new york to teach the other or to all the other branches to teach him how he's leading in sales and it's so unorthodox but his his management oh, skills goes works. in as a chainsaw thing and, yeah. the <laughs> and throws out the candy it's like well i remember everybody's name and here's how you do it baldy he's yeah. bald bob like, he's got a big forehead forehead frank <laughs> you, know you guys know what i'm talking, I know about. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about it's um, true man it's sometimes it's good to be unorthodox and not is. know you know, not know the traditional ways. I mean, it well, kind of, it's I just I had one last thing because my kind of view of it, like, you know, with this podcast, with whatever Rick and I, we like working on something else, a little startup project, like we don't have experience in these things. Yeah. Like, we know we have some experience in, in talking. We have experience in, in, you know, running business, but we're kind of, we have an, an orthodox approach to it as well. And that like, we don't know how to get like the structure to doing these the right quote unquote right way. But I think I'm finding more and more in life is that the people who just are willing to step into something without knowing and, and maneuvering and finding different ways, typically that produce, not always produces a better result, but if you keep doing the same thing everyone else has done, you're going to get the same results or yeah, end yeah. up at the same finish line, right? Exactly. You might, and when it comes to artists, okay, like, you know, one art, a, a artist, A and artist, B, if they go the same path, they're not going to end up the same because they might be different in their, in their talents, but you know, it, the, the story and the narrative, how you get to that finish line also plays an important role. There's a beauty in the struggle. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that, you know, taking the different approach, like just, you know, there's always that like picture in that thing where it's like, you know, from A to B and success is not always a straight line, right? Yeah, so yeah. I think it's kind of cool to do things in orthodox way, right? It's different. It adds to the narrative. It gives it that like, gives but, it a personable feel. Yeah. I think going like doing things in orthodox too, like it, it's nice because there's like this always like sense of like mystery and like unknown, you know what I mean? Like, is this going to work? Yeah. But I think that like, it's like, I went to university to be a teacher. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I was, Bro, I was, <laughs> this is the biggest curveball. One, one thing I try, I usually ask is, tell us one thing about you that like social media or the Google will tell us. You were going to be a teacher? Boom. <laughs> Photo will. Not to say like, hey, I mean, I can see, you seem like a, you do seem like a great father. You, you seem, seem like, like you're good with kids. Like yeah. good with kids. But I mean, if I saw you on a on a Monday night and and you're in the club like, yo, I'm a teacher, I'd be like, yeah, okay, and, I, and I'm an astronaut. <laughs> no disrespect. I mean, for but me, I, like, I would not expect that, which is yeah, like it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, I always wanted to like, uh, you know, work with kids and like you know help change and inspire lives and just kind of like work with them and help mold and you know work yeah, towards yeah. their future type thing, you know. Um, so, but you know, I'm sure this is a whole different, uh, you know box of uh shit but uh like to me like i used to go visit like my my high school teacher all the time like when i was in university because i was going to york to do like uh global politics and urban geography 
And then she'd be like, oh, you want to be a teacher? She's like, why? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I like working with kids. Like, I'm like, I appreciate what you did for me. I want to be able to do that for someone else. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you changed like my, the way that I think, you know, and I want to continue to do that. And, but I would always be in the teacher's lounge and, um, and it was just all miserable teachers who like hated their lives, hated the kids, hated marking, hated everything. And I was like, do I really want to go to school? um and learn all this just to be with these folks you know for the rest of my life and then i just like said you know what i just got to find a different way to like you know impact the youth and 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 work with kids you know and you know when that first um switch happened like i was at the remix project i was literally just gonna say i'm like this is a perfect segue i love when our guests do this (laughs) segue for us they awesome yeah so i mean the remix project to me was like something totally different you know like i was a student there like in like uh, the third round and I don't know if you guys know about it, but it's basically like, um, it's so hard for me to describe sometimes, but it's like, it's described as like an incubator, you know what I mean? Like for like, you know, uh, the arts, business, you know, music, all sorts of stuff like that. Like Drake, uh, Drake's producer 40 was like one of the directors or music directors in there. Future, oh. who's his manager, was one of the business directors in there. T-Rex came out of there. Brock, who's like divisions, creative uh, directors from there. Low, who's... Um, divisions like uh managers from there you know what i mean yeah it's, it's like a, a it's not really a school but it's more of an inc- yeah an incubator yeah. Or like a, a home for people that are have artistic skills yeah and it's usually yeah. i think that's it's not government funded it's self it's privately funded, funded. It's privately yeah. funded yeah because when i went to george brown for sport and event marketing we did our final project you have to throw this big event and our charity that we worked with was remix project. oh sick sick yeah yeah so i mean like when i went to remix bro like i was like it was like, I saw like 16 year old kids in there that were just like there late at night working on projects. You know what I mean? Like, and the crazy part was that they were all there voluntarily. Like no one said they had to be there. They all auditioned to get in, you know what I mean? And they were just working hard, working together. And to me, like, I was just like, yo, I need to be a part of this. So after I graduated, I started like working with Remix, like at a different capacity, you know what I mean? So to me, like that was kind of like the beginning of like my youth work. So, so to speak, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, but I felt like that was just a more effective way. Like I ran like a photography, like a photo journalism program. Photo wielded photos. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, it's like um, to me, like I'm always trying to find ways to, <clears throat> as much as I'm like trying to like do what I got to do for me, you know. I feel like it's very, very important for me to always give back because there's a lot that I've learned. I've been blessed with in terms of knowledge and experience. You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I supposed to do with this all? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You can only you, you don't take it with you when you die. For you know sure. what I'm saying? Like, so you got to give it away. I agree, and honestly, I can I can relate to that. I don't. I know. Like Rick knows this. Is like my when my family. Like, I mean, I would I would say I'm kind of similar in that I'm like the very like outgoing, I'm the loud, and I'm like the one who's like always out downtown in my family. But I have a very like polar opposite side where I'm super family oriented, and like especially when it comes to all my little cousins, I have a pretty big family. Yeah. yeah. Um. Freaking and, Greeks, they all do it. Yeah, man, like but, 40 cousins. They're all named George or Chris. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't know what it is. I, I, th- I think because when I was a kid, I always found it really interesting to sit with like, sit with the adults or sit with older people and just mm-hmm. listen to them and hear them talk. I always yeah. kind of wanted to like, I was like, the I was, coolest thing ever. Yeah, because it's so cool the stories they would tell and I would just sit at the, like I would never want to be at the kids table. I mm-hmm. wanted to be with them. But I think it's the opposite now. Like, while I do want to also share my knowledge with like my little cousins and make sure like, you know, that they, you know, maybe they're going to make mistakes and learn their own way, but like share what I've learned in my experiences. 
I also really just like being around younger people, like the like kids, not in a weird way by any means, but like, <laughs> but just, I find kids, you know, the, the curiosity when they're like, you know, they can be troublesome and annoying at times, but their curiosity and the kind of how naive they are. Now they're like, ask questions. I find it refreshing because as you get older in life, even like us as adults, you kind of like almost lose that curiosity. You want to like, even though you, we, we'd like to learn, you want to tell everyone what you know. And I find it like really refreshing to say, like, wow, like this is like what, I don't know if I'm, to, I'm kind of segueing a bit here. No, but. no, but I, I get what you're saying because when you have a conversation with a child or, or a young person, they're asking out of just plain curiosity because they're they're interested yeah. and they want to know. With no adults, motive. sometimes like, there's no motive. Yeah, or adults are always like, okay, well, I'm going to ask you this because I might be able to gain something from you, whether yeah, it's yeah. your knowledge or whether it's or, your experience or whether I can make a bit a relationship from that. Where kids, it's just like they want to know because they're curious. And yeah, then, or someone's no, leading you as well, or yeah. they're leading you to try and you know they, they don't like what Pitch you're saying. You or something. Yeah. Exactly. Or something. Yeah, and you got to be all skeptical is, when yeah. you're answering. There, yeah. There's no secret motive for them. They, yeah. they're just interested because they think it's cool. That you got on a black shirt, George. Yeah. And where'd you yeah. get that, man? That's awesome, Uncle George. <laughs> yeah. like, no, you know but it, I mean? it's true. And like I, you know, I really respect that because I, I do think it is important. Like, I mean, I you know, shout out to Ricky too. Like he does like oh, you shout, know, shout out to Ricky. Shout out to me, man. I love this. Pumping my tires. <laughs> I don't even know what the shout out is. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I think we all have that in common because like Rick does a lot of volunteering as well. He coaches a baseball team, he did it for a long time, got me into it as well. I couldn't couldn't keep up with it. But like, you know. It's like we always said too when we did it. We were in university. I think we started like in, just at university. We're coaching like twelve year olds. Yeah, like I played baseball, but I like the time it takes to coach and all that. Like it can be a handful and it's tiring. But I don't know. I just the same to you. I feel like it's kind of important to give back. Take a little bit of your time to whether it's shape, well, yeah, shape, I mean, like, shape and mold. You know the youth, but like you know doing that kind of work. It's yeah. You know, I mean, like I think that like I really took that into when I like uh, had my first kid. Um, big shout outs coming yeah <laughs> shout out to my kids Ben and Xander <laughs> shout out um, most but, like sickest style on Instagram for kids <laughs> under 10 thank you thank yeah. you um, no but I think that like I really took in like a, a, a different perspective on life and appreciation when, when I had the kids um, it's just like you know Ben would always ask me like the most simplest things and like cause he just didn't know you know this was his you know, like the things that I you was doing, Google. yeah, like the things that I was doing every single day just became like really, you know, obviously just routine and regular. And I really put no thought into like why I do these things or what the significance of this one action was. But, you know, Ben would always be like, what is this? You know, why is that? And then I would just kind of like, you know, why would he ask this? You know, like I remember like there was this, there's a song that he was listening to. It's a Khalid song with Calvin Harris. I think it's called Roland. And um, there's this one part in the song where like I think there's like a Khalid is just kind of like singing this like ad lib and my son goes dad um, is this what a what it sounds like to be in a rainbow you know and then I was just like thinking I'm like you know at first I kind of chuckled at it but then I was like you know is this what you imagine a rainbow would be you know what I mean like but like when's the last time you thought about like what it's like to be inside like you can't even be inside a rainbow first of all foremost, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? but like but had you imagined what it was like to be inside a rainbow like would you have imagined this or the sound or this feeling you know what yeah. I mean and for him to like understand like this euphoric feeling you know what I mean to me it was just kind of like I need to just kind of slow down and just think about the beauty of like the simplicity of certain sounds or certain things you know like because yeah. my son's going through it all and like for the first time and you know, associating things with certain things, but I've, I'm over it, right? Like I'm grown now. I've already, I think I know everything, but I just don't think of it like that anymore, you know, yeah. in that innocent way, you know what I mean? And it's just kind of helped you like think differently and appreciate differently and just be grateful for, for just things that you just don't ever think about anymore. Yeah. 
you know that's interesting because like to that point like you know you, we know like when you listen to music i mean just naturally music enhances your mood it can change your mood you can you yeah, can, whatever yeah. you want to feel you can put something on and, and feel it right but yeah that's like that's the thing with kids like you 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 know, a rainbow looks like it's like oh, it's magic. It's like yeah. it's you know, it's like a pot of gold at the end. It's it's like a cool shiny thing. But then like you would like that's kind of what you would picture like you for bright colors and whatever. Yeah. But you would never be like oh, this makes me feel happy. That makes me happy. That's what it must feel like. like yeah. You, would never, yeah. you don't think about what it actually not means. anymore. It's like routine, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like as we get older, I think we all get a little bit like a little jaded and just like you know whatever. Like life is life and get through it, pay the bills, do whatever. You know what I mean? But like a child is not thinking about those things. A child is just thinking about like you know all these new discoveries every day asking questions why is this this and why is that that you know what i mean and like while you're answering them you kind of get into their headspace like because when i'm just answering i'm not just answering it as if like i'm answering it to you i'm trying to answer it so that he understands it yeah but in order to break it down like that i have to simplify everything to a point where it's like ah i understand why you're asking me now because it's so new to you it's so you know and, and that's the thing is like you're like, not gonna tell a seven year old that there's no a rainbow does not make a sound yeah <laughs> you're not gonna tell a seven year old yeah, 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 yeah. you, you just told me and I just smiled you're, you know you're what I'm crazy saying? that rainbow does not make music <laughs> shut up no. <laughs> <laughs> I never taught you that <laughs> yeah I know um, but, you know what on. and well we love these conversations in these podcasts because you see a different side of people and we try and ask our guests questions that will will bring that other side out and we're not even near done, but I just want to say that this is one of those sides where people listening to this are going to be like, there's so much more to you than just, again, lost and found Mondays or bought pouring bottles or, you know, <laughs> get fresh colors. I sure there's, hope there's, so. Yeah. yeah. There's so much more. And just hearing the way you talk about fatherhood and, and breaking it down for your kids and, and all these other things, it, it makes, it gives me feels. I don't know about you. 100%. It's giving me feels 100%. right now. 100%. Like I'm sitting here. So I'm just should like, I expect man, a like, baby from you in nine months? Absolutely <laughs> not. No, no, not even close. But uh, yeah, man, it's, it's one of those, I, I'm getting so much emotion because I can just picture your son coming up to you, those you know, little puppy dog guys like that. Is this what it sounds like? There was something, re- and like on that, on that point, like there was something you posted on Instagram recently. I can't even fucking remember, but your son said something. And you're like, did you really just ask me that? And I, I'm just trying to, I've been thinking about this whole time, trying yeah, to remember what it was. Lie. It was something so crazy that he yeah. said. It was hilarious. I can't, anyways, it might come to me, but, but yeah, man. Like, but seeing all that, that's kind of like, it's, it's cool, right? Like it's, it's, it's like a new chapter of your life, I guess. Like how does, I mean, you, you know, you've had been fatherhood for a while now. It's not yeah, like yeah. it's like a year or whatever, but, yeah. um, you know, it's cool to see you balance all those things too, because I'm sure like, you know, having two little ones at home, yeah, it was all little, these things, yeah. like that's got a, you got like yeah, a was, lot of juggling. Before it was literally like, you know, pour a bottle for, you know, whomever at the club, then I'd go home and hold the bottle for my kid at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just kind of like, it was just nonstop. It's like, know, oh shit, oh shit, yeah. I brought the wrong bottle Still to the baby bottle oh, service. This yeah. is, uh, this is the vodka king. Yeah. That's what we're going to put life in perspective, eh? Like yeah. going downtown, pouring a bottle shot and your buddies. But that was literally what it was, you know, like I would literally leave the club and then it was like, uh, I was on daddy duty as soon as I got home, which was like three, four o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? And then like my wife would, get some rest now that I was home and she'd get ready for work and then I would wake up and then I would get the kids ready for school. Mm-hmm. i drop them off and then I would just have to like get right into phone calls and do whatever. So it was really weird because it was like I was living like almost like a double life. Yeah, two separate, yeah. You know what I mean? Like people just didn't recognize the fact that like I was functional. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone just thought that I slept all day. You know what I mean? That's what I would think yeah. you do too. Yeah. I, that's what I would do. I, I, man, if I had a kid, like if I had like a little baby screaming and crying, I just came home, I'd be out cold. Like I said, yeah. you're, you're out cold without the baby cream, screaming and crying. <laughs> I'm saying I wouldn't wake up anyways, but I, honestly, I don't know how you would do that though. Like, man, I would be good for I me. Mean, I mean, I think, I think it's wiped. a bit different, you know, like it's, it's not like a, 
it's not like you know you come home to like a girlfriend or something who like if she's crying and stuff it's like whatever you're a grown woman you can take care of yourself this child cries and oh yeah the child can't do anything so if you don't do anything you're just a jerk you know what i mean like so you know you've you're responsible so like you know no matter what you decide to do during your day you still got to do what you got to do yeah yeah you you mentioned something earlier and i want to rewind a bit because i think it's a very important part and i want to touch on it you said that when you're doing anything in the music it's always a collaborative um collaborative team effort you work with everyone not only just the artists but your partners is that do you find that you do that with everything you do so it's like when it's you know raising your kids it's you your partner you got your 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 in-laws your parents whether it's you're doing fashion that you've got a whole team do you find that it's certain things you like doing alone or do you like the way you live your life is very work as a team. Let's get everybody involved so that everybody cares about it more. Yeah. I mean like when I'm at home, like I, I try just to kind of like be in my own space and just kind of like, you know, think and sort through, you know, the days and, you know, be um, uh, by myself. But when I'm working, like I really believe in like the mantra of like, you know, teamwork makes a dream work. You know what I'm saying? Like for the amount of things that I do, or that I'm involved in, it's impossible for me to do it by myself. You know what I'm saying? If I don't have people I trust or people I can depend on or people that are responsible, there's no way that I could do these many things and actually get anything done. You know what I'm saying? So like for me, it's always about like, you know, while I'm learning something, I always try to have someone that I'm teaching at the same time, you know, so that as I begin to evolve, uh, evolve and progress, I can put that person in that place and then I could step up to the next position and, and, and do whatever I got to do. And then while I'm doing that, I'm teaching this person that, but I'm also teaching the person behind them, but I'm also making them teach that person too. Mm -hmm. So I just keep on like doing that because, you know, I guess, especially as a father, you know, like you, you're, you're, you're very like, um, wired to think about the future and think about like succession and think about like legacy and think about like, you know, um, how things go down the line. So like, you know, even with my son, like I'm, I speak to him as an adult, you know, like I don't like do baby talk, you know, like he's very like knowledgeable for, I guess his age, you know, like, because, you know, knock on wood, you know, I never count my tomorrows, you know what I mean? Like, I don't ever want to think that like, you know, that if something were to happen, I never got to give him as much knowledge as I could have. So, you know, when it comes to teamwork and like mentorship and whatever, I'm pretty much the same way as that. Like I try to teach you as much as I can and, you know, absorb as much as you can. And my hope is that like whoever it is that I teach or whoever it is that I mentor or whoever it is I work with, you know, ends up becoming a lot better than me, you know, because they should be absorbing me um, and whomever else along the way and putting that all together to be much better than I am, you know. So, you know, I just I just take a lot of like, you know, pride in like, you know, making sure tomorrow is looked after for whomever that it needs to be looked after for. Well, and even so the way you said that too, yeah. when you're how you're training someone to replace you and you're training that person to, to train them. It's yeah. exactly like your fatherhood. You're teaching your first, your firstborn everything he needs to know so that he can grow up. But you're also teaching your secondborn, but you're teaching your firstborn to teach your secondborn exactly. as well to be a good role model. So you're being a good role model for, for, um, yeah. Cause you can't be everything. Yeah. You can't be, you everything. can't be everything. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're like not always going to be there at every single point of everybody's life. You exactly. have to, train people or help people give them the knowledge that they can be there for for those people too yeah i mean to me it's always about a collaborative uh collaborative effort you know what i mean like even like you know me and my wife like the way that we're very like you know we, we communicate with each other the way that we want to handle certain topics and certain conversations you know what i mean like it's um i never want it just to be like one person says and that's what it is you know like that's not the way i operate 
So that's that's really that's honestly really commendable. I will say like that's kind of similar to how I was brought up, and I'm very grateful for it for my for my parents. I mean, same kind of style. Like it was like it was a very team effort in our household. I mean, my dad is a very like patriarchal guy, and like I think I take a lot of that after him. But I will say from a very young age, like my parents put a lot of trust in just, like, me and my siblings as well. And like you know, when we were young, my dad said, you know. Like, not to get all doom and gloom, but, you know, if something happens, this is what you do. Exactly. And like, you know, your family business, he always said, you know, this is what you need to do here. And, like, you know, he didn't give me everything, cause I, which I would make me mad at times because I wanted to, I wanted all the answers. But I think I respect that more because certain things you have to learn on your own. And he let me make mistakes and learn on my own. But he always, like, he's always like, you know, what do you think about this? Okay, well, I think you should do this. And it was always like he would ask me, but then he would tell me what he thinks and, yeah. and tell me a lot. And, I, and I'm grateful because I think now it's made me... To your point, like just you, you're not just thinking about for today. Well, you should live and enjoy the moment and be very present. It's also made me think about, you know, how do you set yourself up for success for your future? How do I make sure, like, you know, I can enjoy my 20s and my 30s now, but I, I want to have a family someday too. I can't just go spending every dime I have and, and partying and traveling yeah. and that stuff because one day I'm going to have to, you know, I might have a family or I might have a large family. You got to pay for university, all these things. And like, yeah, yeah. you got to be cognizant of it. And I still can be young and selfish at, at times, but like, I'm sure, and maybe you can like speak to this more, but. You still gotta like make sure you're not jeopardizing your future for like yeah. immediate immediate enjoyment. Yeah, because I think stuff. that like um, in essence, you know, like all our all of us, like we're just like a link in a chain. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, our part is to continuously link the next, and our parents linked it for us, and so on and so forth. You know what I mean? Like, and it's our job, like while we exist and live, you know, like to make sure that like you know we leave making an impact and making like the world or our world not the entire world you know but at least our world better than it is it was when we came in you know what i'm saying like it's i feel like in my lifetime i have it's my job to make it better for my child and then it's my child's job to make it better for their kids and so on yeah. and so forth so you know like i have to do my part because you know like you see like those families sometimes like just like get into like this like you know this was great and then all of a sudden they have this bad kid and then all of a sudden like you know kind of spirals out of control type yeah. shit you know so butterfly effect yeah you know what i mean like, like those one decisions or those couple decisions can completely alter somebody's life yeah i mean like and by no means am i perfect you know i mess up all the time you know but like you know overall like i try to like you know as much as i can make the con conscious effort to like do good things you know like you know like i said i don't think anyone any of us are perfect you know and sure. i know i'm definitely not you know but you do the best you can while you can, you know what I mean? Yeah. While it still matters. That's actually really so many cool. Feels right now. Yeah, it's a really cool <laughs> way you put it. I never thought about it that because honestly, I have the same belief. Like I I that's one thing that drives me is you know, I, I've been fortunate and like gotten opportunities in life. Like I I think my parents I wouldn't be I think I made some decisions that put me set me up for success, but I think without my parents I wouldn't have gotten yeah. nearly to where I've gotten today. Exactly. Um so like for that reason, I mean, I could have just sat and said sick like about these things, but like I want to make sure that I, I want to give my kids and my family more than what my parents gave exactly. me. Exactly. Because if I give them less, I'd be like, well, like my dad worked this So what hard. did you do in this time? Exactly. Yeah. But one thing that you said that I've never really considered that it was really interesting. You said life, like it's like a chain. Yeah. And that's really interesting because that, that is strong. a way to look at it. Yeah. Because yeah. if you start to like, if you start to be lazy or, or take things for granted, whatever you do, and you start to weaken that chain a bit. And then you start you start to kind of weaken the chain links below it too because you're you're passing down bad morals, yeah. bad work ethic, bad whatever it is, bad you know, whatever. And All it takes is one weak link. Yeah, yeah. and it breaks the chain. And that's a, actually a pretty cool way to, to to frame it. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I just thought of it right now too. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just blew my mind on the podcast. I it's love been, it. This is cool. I, I man. love it. Will we, I do want to 
touch upon a couple other things and, and again i got so many feels right now but um photo will obviously mm-hmm. nickname tell us the the photography side of things because obviously we've all heard the drake song shout out to photo will like yeah oh yeah that's it. fucking crazy oh, yeah, it's a funny like, story well let's hear it i guess we got we got no tell, tell us behind your your photography background because since i've known you so let's say the last yeah, five I just years photo will, but i, I never I, seen you hold a camera in my life yeah, yeah. yeah. so i from what i know i don't think you you really shoot anymore do you no 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 i retired like like just before ben was born so maybe like eight years ago okay so did you were you always just a good photographer did you just get <laughs> handed a camera one day and be like, all right whatever i'm the photo guy now like I mean, I'll tell you the story, you know, it. of how it begins, but it might be a, a bit uh, long, but I'll try to condense yeah, it so I, I, don't, I don't talk for too long. Um, but basically, you know, I think uh, I watched um, uh, this Bruce Lee movie when I was younger, and I was just like, kind of like, uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a biographical movie, you know, like, and it was basically about like, you know, him fighting against like, you know, society, you know, and, you know, for like, kind of like, for people to kind of see Asians as people, you know, um, which kind of obviously relates to what's going on, you know, in the world right now, you know, and to me, it was like, you know, how hard he fought to just kind of like be seen or be understood or kind of like put on for the culture. And I think after that movie, it it like had a lot of effect on me and I'm, I must've been like grade five or grade four or something like that. But, um, later on around grade seven, you know, I started like thinking that like my life was very interesting, you know? So, um, I was like, shit, you know, when I die, I want a fucking biographical movie, you know, like, <laughs> you know, but, you know, then, but then you'd always watch the beginning of a movie and be like, you know, inspired by true events. But then someone's like, that's not really what happened. And I was like, you know what? I'll write my story and then I'll send this to the director, you know, when I'm old. And then now it's a very accurate story. So from grade seven, I started documenting like my life. But like, you know, like some people would have like diaries or journals, but I kind of like documented a script. So I would kind of like do it like, you know, today is whatever day we were at the park the park is located at the park looks like this i was with you know jenny john and whatever they wore this that that johnny usually says this johnny usually wears that so i casted everyone said what they looked like you know like you know wrote their common phrases and you know later on i think in in grade seven i stole a camera and then i kind of like started taking photos that um and and I, i mean i'm not proud of the fact that i stole but i did uh it's like 20 years ago, man. Yeah. Nobody's hunting <laughs> you down for the stolen camera. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I kind of saw that the way that I saw it was that, like, that all the writings that I did was kind of like the script and the the, the, the playwright of, of, of my film. And then I kind of saw the photos as being the frames in my reel. So it's kind of like, you know, theoretically speaking, if you flip the photos fast enough, that was my life. You know, so it was like, you know, to complement each other whenever that was happening. So as time went on and went on, I just like, you know, I started a blog before blogs kind of existed and, you know, I just kind of like started posting things up there all the time. And, um, to me, photography was like, it, it, it became like kind of my philosophy, you know, like photography, like life, it all depends on the way you look at things. You know what I mean? Like, do you want to look at it like this or like this or like this? You know what I mean? Cause every angle that you look at something at is different. You know what I mean? And then it's like, what do you want to focus on? Do you want to focus on this or that? What do you want to blur out? You know, like, so it's in life. Like, what do you want to blur out? What do you want to focus on? And then like the amount of light that you put into something or like the amount of light you want to take away from it. You know what I mean? And to me, like photography became like my way of seeing and my way of thinking. And it also became like my way of like, 
eternalizing moments. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like every day we get older, we forget something. And you know what I mean? Like, will you really remember how you look like when you were 12, 13 years old? If you didn't have a photo, can you really describe that? You know what I mean? And like photography becomes no. a bit of like a time machine. I remember the way I look when I was 12 because my high school pictures or my elementary yeah. school pictures. That's what I think I look like. Exactly yeah. that picture. My yeah. FUBU red jersey or something. Yeah. My frosted red tips or something. Yeah. Yeah, and then to me, like photography became like, it almost like, you know, in my mind, like I felt like it was like a magical power in the sense that like it was like a time machine. You know what I'm saying? Like I had the ability to freeze moments. You know what I mean? And like when you look at a photo, do you like, like, oh, I remember this day, like I was with grandma and grandma cooked this and, you know, it smelled so good. And I remember my brother coming in and he said this joke and then, you know, like we all had this party afterwards and I went home late and I got this present, whatever. Like that's what a photo does. Do you know what I mean? And like to me, that was like the magic in photos for me. It was that like I could have this moment forever. I don't have to ever forget this person. I don't have to forget this day. And I could come back to it anytime I want. You know what I mean? As long as I have this photo. So that became a thing that I felt responsible for not only myself, but like for my friends around me. So I would document. And I was like never really into like doing photo shoots because to me that wasn't reality. I was interested in documenting reality. You know what I mean? Like our our story, what was real, you know, didn't really need like much like editing or Photoshop because I thought that like there was already beauty in the simplicity of the day, the simplicity of just the natural occurrence of, of, of life, you know? So that's kind of like how I got into it. And then like Lost in the Wilderness became my blog. So Lost in the Wilderness basically just means that like, you know, wilderness with two L's because my name is Will. So I'm just lost in my world here just trying to find my way out. You know what I mean? And that's a this sick, <laughs> sick name. Yeah, I never yeah. put two and two together. Yeah, I didn't yeah, realize yeah. that's fucking sick. Yeah, so Lost in the Wilderness became like the brand where like everything was just my world. And, you know, like when you were reading this blog or when you were with me at an event or, or whatever it was, was that you were now part of me finding my way. You know what I mean? Like I found you while I was lost. You know what I mean? And we're finding this together. You know what I mean? And even like when, you know, like, you know, people are like, oh, how does partying like, you know, like um, tie in with like, you know, all this like kind of deep thinking that you do, you know, like to me, it's like we're sharing a moment, you know what I mean? Like, and, 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 and we're being together and we're intersecting, you know, in our lives and, and, and there's so much things that could happen from there. You know what I mean? And you got to celebrate these moments and, and, and just kind of be happy with each other every now and then too, you know? So like all these things tie in no matter how strange and odd they, they may, they may seem, you know, but that's kind of how it all happened. And then like, you know, uh, with my nickname, um, I was shooting like, you know, uh, a lot back in the day. Like I was just like going downtown, um, and just like going into like all these like stores, like good foot livestock and just like documenting like the cities come up before you know, no one really had it. Like back in the day, like there was like no news covering this world, right? But I just liked having my camera shot everywhere all the time. And then I put up on my blog and people just were always watching this blog because they were just wanting to know what new restaurants there were or what new stores there were. And, you know, coincidentally, I was like shooting Drake, you know, while he was coming up. And, you know, at that time he was just some guy, you know, that was always around, but was rapping. But like, I didn't, he was just a friend. And then, um, you know, I think one day, like, you know, uh, he had come back from Mexico and I was with um, Oliver and Forty. Uh, we were at like a little ex's party that he threw that day and I was shooting. And then they came and they're like, oh, you know, uh, Drake shouted you out in a song. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then like, not like really caring at all. And then um, they were like, yeah, yeah. He said, shut up for the will. And I was like, well, that's really creative. 
You know, <laughs> like, like, yeah, okay, cool. Photo will. Thanks, rapper Drake. You know? <laughs> and then uh, there's, yeah, it's gonna be really big. It's really awesome, you know? And I'm like, I'm like oh, okay, cool. Because, like, at that time, like, in Toronto, no one had made it in music. Nobody. So, like, to me, like, Drake rapping was, like, the equivalent of, like, somebody working at Foot Locker. I mean, like, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, no one had, had any success in music, so you don't think of it as anything, you know? And I just remember, too, like, you know, just to, to, to go off, uh, off topic for a quick second, but I remember, like, you know, 40 and Oliver, like, yo, we're going to go on tour. Are you going to come? And I was like, well, how long are we going for? And then they're like, I don't know. We're just going to go. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, uh... <laughs> So uh, am I getting paid? Honestly, bro, we don't know if we're going to make any money. We're just going to go and just fucking try to do this thing and see what happens. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I'm like, bro, like, I'm in school. I got bills, bro. I got to look after my moms and shit. Like, I can't just be like you guys fucking out here rapping and just running around the city and shit. You know, and they're just like, yo, we'll just come, just come. Like, I don't know, man. You do your thing. I'll see you when you're back. Right. And then obviously, you know, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, Drake's the biggest rapper in the world. But, you know, that's kind of like how it all happened, you know. But yeah, that's, so that's how, you know that story and so lost in the wilderness that's how photography happened and like i went into like nightlife and shot like you know several times a week and just kept building relationships and ended up like throwing my own parties Dude, that's crazy yeah. that was yeah. a great story that was a really good that story. was a great story so wait you have the name photo world because of drake yeah 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 that's fucking <laughs> i sick. thought the name was before no yeah. no 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 he uh i mean like every time i see him he'll he'll always like he'll always tell someone like, yo you know i named this guy <laughs> so <laughs> it's really on. funny so i mean he hasn't forgotten you know but it's it's really funny i um, doubt he would forget he dude, shout out a song imagine no, 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 the no. song that like blew his career up no no too. I, have, I have so much love for him i didn't yeah. know that but that's pretty sick. shout out drake <laughs> Bro, imagine. Let's we'll get Drake on the Pals podcast. Yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> podcast? We'll get him on. We'll get him on we'll soon. Don't um, that's that's so crazy. I didn't know that. Like Drake gave you the nickname. That's yeah, yeah. It was uh, honestly though. Like I didn't even Lost know it. Like in the wilderness yeah. to me, like photo was still sick. But Lost in the wilderness is sick. Like that, the way you explain that story and like how, that that's yeah, that's crazy, man. Thank you, man. See, Thank I you. knew you were a deep thinker. That's <laughs> why I asked you, are you introspective at the beginning? I knew it. I knew there was something there. I think uh, I think that's a great point to start to wrap it up on. That man, was... Uh, I, honestly, I guess, well, I guess I could talk to you all night. But we, we, could, we could, but, um, well, obviously, we want to thank you for coming on. You've we, we wanted to have you on so much earlier on in our, I guess, our season of the Pals podcast, but we're so glad that you took the time to sit down with us. No, because, man, I appreciate it. Again, guys. this is a, a complete separate side of you that people would not know just by your Instagram or Googling you or whatever, right? This this whole sense of fatherhood, this deep thinking, some of these thoughts that, again, that blew our mind during this conversation. So thank you for coming on. No, man, thank you guys. Appreciate it. That was yeah. sick, man. That was, um, that was fun. Like, we do, we talked about like, youth work and like yeah this is like these are the fun ones i know we say this a lot but like it's cool to talk to people that we know but also like friends or people that we know through like passing through being out you know people that you intersect with yeah out for a bit you have fun you have a moment but then that's it and you kind of see each other once in a while passing then you sit down and talk to them you're like i did not get a different side of them yeah 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 which which we really appreciate um but well we've got two questions we always ask every guest that comes on the show um so the first one is, if there was a movie about your life, who would you want to star as you? Oh. This is fitting because you just talked about if you had a movie about his life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's not like very many Asian actors to, to choose Could be from. anybody. Don't yeah, it could, it be, could be anybody. Someone that, someone that you feel you that, yeah. that looks like you, that acts like you, that, it like, could be, that, uh, that is just from any point in time too. Doesn't yeah, you could choose anybody. Oh, fuck. Shit, man. I don't know. <laughs> fuck. I really don't know the answer to this. Um, okay 
Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't know. I have like so many actors that, that I like, but I don't know who would, would fit this. But I feel like it's just like some young actor, you know what I mean? Who's just like kind of like charismatic and, you know. Good looking and charming. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It depends what phase they're they're acting. Uh, uh, but but yeah, like, but I don't think it'd be anyone that like I would uh, that would be out now. I feel like it'd be some some young person. Yeah. I mean, because I'm young. <laughs> Not really, but yeah, uh, young at heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So do I, who, okay, who's your favorite actor then? Who's one of your favorite actors? Oh man, fuck, so many. Um, I don't know. Just top of my head, I don't know, Leo. Fuck, I, I don't know. You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I watch movies like every day, and everyone like asks me like what my favorite movies, and I never know what my it's favorite hard, movie yeah. is because I watch so many. You know, like. But you know, whenever we ask this question to people, I feel like people think, okay, it's got to be me. So you know, I'm Italian, Brazilian. I got to get someone who looks like me. It's like it doesn't necessarily need to look like you. It's, true. it's a movie based on your life. Right? Yeah, that's so true. True. It's someone who is a deep thinker who came up with photography and then did all these things yeah so. but I, I really enjoy like indie movies nowadays right so it's like a lot of like unknown actors you know like and you don't even know the names of yeah them. yeah you know what i'm saying like they, they've been in one two movies but like i just enjoy like and i i think i also just enjoy watching like people on the come up mm-hmm. you know what i mean like when like early in their career like trying to figure it out so like i have a, a great appreciation for that stage in someone's life and, and and journey so it's it's hard like you know obviously there's movie stars but like I, it's yeah yeah, yeah kind of interesting yeah actually i have a really random side <clears throat> note the other day do you guys watch star wars you yeah star wars? i've seen the original six or okay the three, so three. the other day i haven't watched it yet, but i watched it on disney plus i watched the rise of skywalker whatever the most recent one i think it's the rise of skywalker yeah, yeah. and i was watching it and i actually really liked it and they said it wasn't as good adam driver's was, really cool too that's what i was gonna make yeah. a point i think adam driver like when i first started watching it okay so i'm gonna give this story the first don't, I'm, don't ruin the movie though no, 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 I'm oh, not. Okay. I'm talking about him as an actor. Oh, okay. The first time I watched, you know, when the on fr- Girls, what? did you watch him on Girls? No, oh, that he was fucking great. That's the, is that the indie movie or the show? The show, yeah. No, he's also in a bunch of indie movies too. Eh? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So he, when the first new Star Wars came out, that that's he was it. In, Adam Driver's your actor, buddy. <laughs> that's whether you like it or not. <laughs> the, but the first Star Wars that he came out in, which is like the new ones that came yeah, out, yeah, yeah. Um, like it was so badass when he was like had like the not the, the, the Kylo Ren the, mask Kylo Ren mask, but then when he takes it off, I was like, oh, that's him. Yeah. I was like, kind of geeky, like not like he's a geek, but he just doesn't like like not it intimidating. Fit. Yeah, yeah. But the more I've watched it, like all the Star Wars movies that he's been in, I think he's sick. Oh, he's dope. He plays the role very well, and like yeah, honestly, we should watch it. Rise of Skywalker is really good. All right, I'll do it. Anyway, it's a side note. I was watching the other day, and I was like, man, that's, that's really definitely a random actor. side note, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really good actor. <laughs> so hey, Adam Driver is your actor, Will? Sure, sure. I didn't. Sure. This is he looks like or acts like Adam Driver. I just think he's a sick actor. Yeah. Sick actor, sick dude. <laughs> we, go. uh, the la- the we got one last question. If you could give one piece of advice Damn, to your man. younger self. What would it be? Well, these cracks. In yeah. That. All right, <laughs> we're in. Well, hey, it could be younger self. You know, I always we always say younger or self, kids. but it could be your kids. If we got Damn. dads on or moms, we ask them what, what's one piece of advice we give to their kids. Yeah. True. Um. Damn. So many things. Could be um, one. Mo- I always say one. Some people say a couple. Like what? It's just something that like. Something that like hits home. I mean, I think that like one thing that I often tell Ben, um, is just that like you know. Um, it's important to kind of like uh, inspire change and do good. You know what I'm saying? Like um, it's important to kind of like set examples and, and, and lead the way for 
for people, you know, and like, and like stand up for for things that you believe in and 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 act on things. Um, I mean, there's so many things that I tell them, but I think like you know, more or less like the the overall overarching thing is just always like, you know, do what you can to create change and, and create like a better world for for you, for your children, for your brother, for whomever else, you know, like it's kind of our job to do that, you know, like and live like a meaningful life, you know, um, and, and yeah, I mean, there's so many things like I'm not sure. feel like I'm overwhelmed no, no. by yeah, the yeah, question, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But like, yeah, overall, I think it's just like, you know, create change, create a better world. And like, you know, that, that's, that's a duty of, of, of everyone, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like, um, to not forget that and like life isn't just about yourself, it's about, you know, how we're all connected, you know what I mean? And, and, and remembering that how we all affect each other. Yeah. We'll leave yeah. the next link stronger than you are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. I like that. That's a great way to put it. Like <laughs> uh, Guys, man, this has been dope. This has been. Uh, well, if people want to find out more about you and your life, where can they go? Your entrepreneurial endeavors, all I mean, that good stuff. Yeah. I mean, you can just find me on like Instagram at, uh, at photo underscore will. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, we'll yeah, share enough. everything in the bottom. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, will. Thank you for coming on. This has thank been you, such you, a, a great conversation. We appreciate you taking the time. And uh, yeah, honestly, I think that's, that's probably sick. about it. I love that. Another good <laughs> one. I was, I was the a great pals time. are back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you enjoyed this, you made it this far, subscribe, hit the link. You know what sucks, man? People fuck it. Like, I, we knew we another giveaway. Wait, no one, no one fucking met. Fuck, People don't make it this far, anyways. But <laughs> no, they do. They do. <laughs> you know, if you made it this far, hit us up. The Pals Podcast are getting sweaters, sick white ones, perfect for winter. Yeah, hit us up. Hit the Pals account. Winter's up. coming. We'll, we'll get you a free sweater. Yeah, winter's coming. Shout out Game of Thrones. <laughs> and other than that, signing off. Cheers, Pals. Peace, peace, peace. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain, and I don't remember all of my mistakes and every high. No one thing You're not alright I'm not alright Yeah.